Hey everyone, this is Wesley Town. Thanks for joining me today. Welcome to Conversations Around Christianity and Culture, Season 1. Anxiety is a widespread condition. If you are a Christian, you've probably heard some sort of communication about anxiety that goes like this. Anxiety is bad. Anxiety is sinful. Don't be anxious. You just need to pray more. You don't need counseling. You just need God. It is my estimation that those generalized statements about anxiety are far too simplistic and are often not helpful and sometimes harmful to a person who is struggling with an anxiety disorder. I personally felt conflicted about these simplistic and overgeneralized statements about anxiety. When I became a Christian, I believed these statements and even said some of them, but I still struggled with anxiety. I've struggled with anxiety on and off since I was in college. It was during my years in college and graduate school that I started to notice I had prolonged feelings of anxiety and I was having a difficult time managing the stress I was under. Anxiety is not just a struggle that I have experienced. More than 40 million Americans have an anxiety condition. In fact, anxiety is the most common mental health condition in the U.S. We live in anxiety-inducing times. We live in an age of countless decisions, feelings of instability, comparisons over likes and retweets, technology overload, and so many more stimuli that contribute to anxiety. In episode 8, I would like to delve into anxiety. What is it? And what does the Bible say and not say about it? So what is anxiety? The American Psychological Association defines anxiety saying, Anxiety is an emotion characterized by feelings of tension, worried thoughts, and physical changes like increased blood pressure. The American Psychiatric Association defines anxiety saying, Anxiety is a normal reaction to stress and can be beneficial in some situations. It can alert us to dangers and help us prepare and pay attention. Anxiety disorders differ from normal feelings of nervousness or anxiousness and involve excessive fear or anxiety. All humans encounter normal anxiety. We all experience temporary emotional reactions to uncertainty, impending danger, and stressors. We have normal reactions to difficult, uncertain, and or alarming situations in life. For example, if you have an exam tomorrow and you have not started studying, you're going to feel anxiety. If you're walking down the street and witness a crime being committed, you will experience anxiety. If I go to the San Diego Zoo and a lion escapes its cage and is running straight toward me, I will feel quite a bit of fear and anxiety. I remember when I played sports, the day of every game, I would always have an underlying sense of anxiety slash jitters. I was hoping I would play well and our team would win the game. Anxiety disorders are different than normal anxiety. Anxiety disorders have a different degree of anxiety and are characterized by a prolonged and repeated experience. Anxiety becomes a problem when we stay in a state of anxiety beyond a normal anxiety experience, and it causes significant distress or impairment in our everyday life. There are different types of anxiety disorders. Here are a few of them. Number one, 
generalized anxiety, which is characterized by a chronic anxiety, sometimes persistent and excessive worry that interferes with daily activities. General anxiety occurs at times even when there is little or nothing to provoke it. Number two, panic disorders. These are recurrent panic attacks. Number three, phobias. Excessive and persistent fear of a specific object, situation, or activity that is generally not harmful. Number four, agoraphobia. The fear of being in situations where escape may be difficult or embarrassing or help may not be available in the event of panic symptoms. Number five, social anxiety. This is significant anxiety and discomfort about being embarrassed or humiliated or rejected or looked down upon in a social interaction. Number six, separation anxiety. This is excessive fear or anxiety about separation from a person that you are closely attached to. Number seven, anxiety due to a medical condition. These are symptoms of intense anxiety or panic that are directly caused by a physical health problem. One expert in mental health, specifically anxiety, states that there are three common categories of symptoms or reactions to anxiety disorder. Number one, avoidance. We avoid the things we are frightened of or that trigger anxiety. Number two, arousal. These are physiological reactions such as our heart racing, sweating, dizziness, shortness of breath, etc. Number three, apprehension. This is worrying about things that have not yet happened. These would be called irrational thought patterns or what if self-talk. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if this doesn't happen? This would be in line with a cognitive distortion, a skewed perception of reality, not seeing things for what they are or thinking about things that have yet to occur and may never occur. Now that we have defined anxiety, looked at some examples of anxiety disorders and three words, avoidance, arousal, and apprehension for common symptoms or reactions to anxiety, I'd like to ask the question, what does the Bible say about anxiety? Let me first read six Bible verses, then I will explain what the Bible is and is not talking about when referring to anxiety. Proverbs 12.25 says, anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down. Matthew 6.34 says, Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Philippians 4 verse 6 states, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. 1 Peter 5 verse 7 says, Casting all your anxieties on God because he cares for you. 2 Corinthians 11.28 states, And apart from other things, there is a daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. And then finally, Philippians 2 verse 28 says, I am the more eager to send him, Paul writes, Therefore, that you may rejoice at seeing him again 
and that I may be less anxious. The verb anxious and the noun anxiety are terms that share the same root in the New Testament and essentially mean the same thing. The verb anxious comes from a Greek term, merimnao. It's used in a negative sense, defined as to think anxiously about something, to be overly concerned about, to brood, to be worried about, to be apprehensive, to be overly concerned. It's also used in a positive sense, to care for, to be concerned about. The noun form, anxiety, merim na in the original language of the New Testament, is used in a negative sense, anxiety, worry, distraction, or a positive sense, care or concerned. In the verses I read above, you see both a positive anxiety and a negative anxiety. Let me explain. These related words clearly describe that there are normal concerns that are natural for all humans to experience. There are legitimate and healthy concerns in life. In this sense, the Bible talks about concern in a positive manner. The Bible is not diminishing the reality of normal anxieties. We are not robotic creatures that are emotionless in light of danger, stressors, or uncertainty. These related words also clearly describe that there are obsessive concerns and worries that we have a propensity for in our imperfect state as humans. These are unnecessary worries that can have a negative effect on us emotionally and spiritually. Let me draw some conclusions about the idea of anxiety in the Bible. The Bible teaches the reality that there are troubles, concerns, burdens, and stressors in life. The Bible teaches that some of the concerns of life are good, and some can overtake us and negatively affect us. The Bible teaches that in these troubles, concerns, burdens, and stressors, that God wants to help us. We can cast our worries or concerns upon Him, knowing that He cares about us. The Bible teaches that prayer is important because we can communicate openly with God about how we feel and what we are going through in our anxieties. The Bible teaches that in the midst of difficult circumstances or heavy burdens, that God desires not only to help us, He wants to flood our hearts with peace that surpasses human understanding. The Bible teaches that when it comes to these troubles, concerns, burdens, and stressors, how we think is important. It is possible to think in distorted realities. It is possible to have negative self-talk and believe fake news about ourselves. It is possible to miss the fact that God is present and has the grace and power to help us each and every day. Therefore, how we think is important and how we relate to God in our thinking is important. The Bible is not condemning us for a struggle of obsessive worry or fear in our thought life. Rather, the Bible is encouraging us toward a manner of thinking that will lighten our load and breed peace in our hearts because life in an imperfect world can be hard. The Bible's discussion on anxiety seems to be focused on how we think and how we relate to God. The Bible does not broaden the discussion to other factors that contribute to anxiety, and this in no way diminishes the value of those experiences. 
their experiences other than excessive worry that the Bible does not address in relationship to anxiety. And these factors may be contributing to your experience with anxiety. These are important experiences to consider as well. Things such as you may have dealt with early childhood trauma or some sort of trauma in your life contributing to anxiety. You may have a medical condition contributing to anxiety. You may have grown up in a house with negative conditioning. Everything was bad. Everything was dangerous. Everything was wrong. And growing up in a family like that, you have experienced your own anxiety because of that conditioning. You may be living in a long-term cycle of stress and have not practiced healthy self-care. Things like exercise, healthy sleep patterns, eating whole foods, having time in the day away from social media and technology, doing things that you enjoy. All of these are incredibly important when you're dealing with long-term stress. Just because the Bible doesn't talk about anxiety in these contexts, that doesn't mean that this is unimportant or irrelevant. These are very important and very relevant ideas connected to anxiety as well. The Bible seems to have a limited focus where it does talk about anxiety, but that limited focus does not negate the broader scope of anxiety that we deal with in our life. Let me encourage you in something. God does not devalue getting help. I believe God would want us to seek help beyond living a life of prayer and trust in his helpful presence. He helps us through people and learning healthy practices in our life. Therapy is an important tool where we can get help and learn healthy practices. God has given us psychologists, psychiatrists, doctors, and pastors to help us walk through the experiences we have with anxiety, find treatment, and healing. If you are struggling with panic attacks, social anxiety, excessive worry, excessive fear, or physically have not felt well, which is accompanied by constant anxiety, I want to encourage you to seek help. You are not alone. We are not alone. You are important, and what you are going through is important. You are not defined by your struggle or sickness. Seeking help is a vulnerable choice, but it is the choice that leads to healing. Talk to God openly about how you feel and what you are going through. Cast your worries and concerns upon Him in prayer because He cares immeasurably for you. Talk to a professional as well. They would love to help you. There are psychologists, psychiatrists, doctors, and pastors that would love to help you with the anxiety that you are dealing with. Walking with you through your struggles providing therapy, and beginning the process of healing. There is hope for mental health. That's a wrap for today. Thanks again for joining me. This is a brand new podcast, and I would love for you to help me spread the word. You can send a link to your family and friends, post something on your social media, and write a review on iTunes. 
Thank you for your support. I can't wait to join with you next week for more conversations around Christianity and culture, season one.